When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, before we begin this show, I do need to let you know that there's going to be a shift in audio quality. So initially I was recording this at home and I had to take my kids to martial arts. So in order for me to take my kids to martial arts and still finish this in a reasonable time frame, I did record from my car. And I don't think the audio quality is bad, but you're definitely going to know that there's a difference. Like, you're, you're, it's noticeable for sure. So I, I do a little bit of news, and that is just like the quality that you're listening to right now. And then when we move into Allison's segments from CES, then the quality is going to change. And again, I don't think it sounds bad. It just doesn't sound like it does on this mic. And I also should say that Allison has a title. And her official title for this podcast, or this, not this episode, but this whole podcast, is Kilowatt Special Correspondent. And I love this. I love this title. I do. I proposed Duchess of EVs. And I was told that that might be too grandiose. So I'm, I'm not saying that we should totally throw that idea out. Kilowatt Special Correspondent is still a good title. But I believe The Duchess of EVs is an even better title. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Kilowatt, a podcast about electric vehicles, renewable energy, autonomous driving, and much, much more. My name is Bodie, and I am your host. And that, honestly, that sounded really good right there. I will never be able to sound that good again. I should just close up shop. The podcast is over as of today. Nailed it. And you know what? I only messed up one time before this, so... All in all, this is either going to be the greatest podcast episode I've ever done, or it's going to be the last podcast episode I've ever done. I don't know which one it will be. We'll see. On today's episode, we are going to talk a little bit of news. No, we don't have a lot of news. There was a you know, CES last week, and then on Monday here in the United States, we celebrated Martin Luther King Day. And now we're on, now it's Tuesday. We, we just don't have a whole lot of news as it goes. So we're going to dive into some teeny tiny news stories and then we're going to move on 
to the CES interviews and clips that Steve and Allison Sheridan got while they were at CES. And I should tell you, before you listen to this entire podcast, if you want to, you can go to podfeed.com, click on blogs, and you can see all of the content that Steve and Allison produced while they were at CES. And let me tell you, it is a lot. They had 34 different interviews while they were there. And as you can imagine, that's going to take a while for them to edit it and get everything posted. So your best bet is to go to podfeet.com to stay up to date with everything that Allison and Steve are doing. For this particular content, Allison was in front of the camera and Steve was behind the camera. And he's also doing the editing. And if you've done any sort of content stuff, you know that... That's a lot of work. So show your appreciation, download the Nozilla Cast podcast, and then visit podfeet.com regularly because everything good begins with podfeet.com. Now I need to correct a mistake that I made on last week's episode. I said that the Lindenhurst um, uh, Harbor Marina, Lindenhurst Marina, was in New Jersey. It is not, it's in Long Island, New York. I apologize. To everyone from Long Island, I apologize to no one from New Jersey. Now that I said that, I realize that there's at least one Patreon supporter who listens to this show, obviously a Patreon supporter, who actually lives in New Jersey. I'm not. I'm still not going to apologize, but I will acknowledge that that was probably foolish. Please don't stop supporting the show. Let's move on to the news. Lucid Motors released their Q4 2023 and end of year 2023 numbers for deliveries and production. So let's go through them real quick. They produced 2,391 vehicles in Q4 2023. That's down 32% year over year. They delivered 1,734 vehicles in Q4 2023, which is down 10%. Now, those numbers might seem bad, but their overall 2023 numbers paint a different picture. They produced 8,428 EVs in 2023, which is up 17%, and they delivered 6,001 EVs in 2023, which is up 37%. So these are not huge numbers. These are not like nobody's looking at these numbers going, oh, that's great. Good job, Lucid. You're really doing it. However, we're seeing improvement. We're, it's going the right direction. It's going up, not down. It's not staying flat. So congratulations to Lucid. Hopefully they'll be able to double, if not triple, these numbers next year. Also, it probably doesn't help that you have cars that you know start at roughly seventy thousand dollars and go all the way up to two hundred thousand dollars. You're 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 probably not going to sell a lot of those vehicles just in general. So yeah, um, good job, Lucid. Let's go ahead and move on to our Tesla news. Tesla has adjusted their EPA range numbers for the Model S, Model X, and Model Y. Why did they do this? Well, the EPA changed how range is estimated. So I guess from what I understand, there was two different ways that automakers could um, calculate estimated range. And the EPA said, look, we need to have a better picture for what these cars are actually doing. So you need to operate it in different modes. You know, some cars have like sport mode and eco mode and things like that. Tesla doesn't really have that as far as I know, at least in the car that I drive. 
But the overall point here is that the tests being performed need to be um, a little bit closer to what reality is. In my opinion, nothing really changes here except for the number that the consumer sees when, before they purchase the car. Like once you own one of these cars, it doesn't matter if it's a Bolt, a Tesla or whatever, you know what that car will do in the area that you live in. If you live in a colder climate, you're going to find out what your range looks like, you know, in the winter time. In the summertime, I can tell you I got my car at the end of May and I was a little worried about the overall range that I was getting because I was like, man, this is really small compared to what I thought it was going to be. But in reality, once it cooled off, my range went to where I thought it should be. So the bottom line here is that Tesla's numbers are going to be a little less optimistic than they were just a few weeks ago. Moving on, Tesla launched the Model 3 Highland. The refreshed Model 3 has made it here to the United States. It features all new premium interior, which include ventilated seats, ambient lighting, a quieter ride because of the acoustic glass. The touchscreen is 15.4 inches up front, which I think is the same. Let me know if that's that changed. And in the back, they have an eight inch screen for the passengers in the back, which is great. It's got a better sound system. We're looking at 272 miles for the rear wheel drive version of this car, which will start at $38,990. For the long range, we're looking at 341 miles and will cost $45,990. There was no information on the performance model. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
All right, that's all the news that I had. I told you it wasn't a lot. Let's go ahead and move on to our first of our three clips from Allison and Steve Sheridan. First up, we're going to hear about an outboard motor that has a special function that no other outboard motor, to the best of my knowledge, has. So here's Allison to tell us more about the Kaihei pod. We see a lot of things with electric motors, but what I haven't seen before is an electric motor for a a powerboat. So what we're in the uh, Kaihei booth here with Christian Ollier to talk about the first multifunction electric outboard motor. And that's that's a crazy concept. We're going to describe this, but uh, tell us first, what's, what, are you, uh, what are you building here? Uh, first of all, we, um, we wanted something uh, pure and electric. Okay, it, it, it was the first idea. We want to participate to the decarbonization. So we created, we designed and created um, electric motor for boats, 100% electric. 100% with a new generation of battery. It's an eco-friendly battery. It means I changed my words. Yeah, that's good. It means He's, uh, let me describe this for the audience while we're talking. This looks like a little white torpedo. It's yeah, really cool it, looking. It he, he's taken the nose cone off of it. Go ahead and pull it out. Yeah, it's the, 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 the best shape is a torpedo. Yeah, of course, of course. It's aerodynamic. And, and uh, when I talk about electric, there's no odor, no uh, reject, car- carbon reject. And uh, our battery is a new generation one. It means uh, you can uh, repair it and we, you, you can recycle it. Oh, good, good. For, for example, this prototype uses uh, absolutely second life cell, only second life cells. Okay. Which is very important for the recyclability. Oh, gotcha. And uh, we spoke about um, multifunction because we uh, first started by um, a boat motor. You can switch immediately in a few seconds in a snorkeling underwater scooter. So as I, let me describe this. So he's got a what looks like a tr- more traditional. It's a torpedo with a propeller on the end. Yeah, absolutely. And then it's the same unit, but now it's got handles on it and yeah. a GoPro mount, so you can absolutely. be yeah. snorkeling yeah. and uh, and with this kind of accessories pulling you forward. You now shift it immediately in an underwater scooter, and you can do the same with this one. All right, you hold yeah. this here. I'm going to pick up the third one. Yeah. So this is the same the same unit. I'm holding another uh, torpedo. It's yeah. pretty heavy. But it's got a mount on it. What is really? that? What it's is that for? Nine point nine pounds. I'm it's just really weak. <laughs> so what's this mount? So we have the uh, the traditional um, motor for the boat, electric for motor, the scooter, scooter, and what is the third use? For a stand-up parallel kayak. Okay. Propeller. I might be able to stay up on something if it was actually moving forward uh, uh, with a motor on it. Yeah. That might work. <laughs> Okay, so he's going to actually turn it on for the video audience here. Yeah. Let's turn it on. Ooh. Oh, wow. That's pretty quiet. Yeah, that's quiet. No order. That's no right. Noise. No gas. No that's gas. awesome. Yeah, it's cool. All Very right. Good. It's getting heavy, Christian. I got to set this down. Turn it off there. Okay, make it stop. Make it stop. Oh, there we go. <laughs> oh, he turned it back on again. <laughs> there, I got the audio in the right place. Okay, so... 
this is really cool. So the single unit can do this. How far can you go or how long can you go on a, on a motorboat with the uh, electric motor? Yeah, it depends on the use and on the craft. For example, on the, on a classic boat, you can use it for one hour. We prefer saying one hour. Uh, it's one hour and a half, but one hour with a classic boat, three hours and uh, five... A, three six. hours as a snorkeling uh, yeah. scooter. A snorkeling, snorkeling okay. scooter and uh, six hours more with stand-up paddle and kayak. Oh, very, very cool. So when is this going to be available in the United States? Um, May, May 24. Oh, May 2024. And what's your price point on this? 1,500 boxes. Dollars. That's not ba- That's actually not bad for this. This yeah. is really cool. I mean, you could get a couple of those on a powerboat, right? Could you do two of these, uh, two of the electric motors? Two? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Add up two. Go faster. All Go right. Go faster and uh, longer. All right. And what is the website to find the Cahe? Cahe.com. Uh, Cahe.com. Actually, you said another name last time. Cahe Nautic. Kahenautic.com. We will definitely write this down and have it in the the notes below. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. So I did a little bit of shopping around. And for an underwater scooter, you're looking at about $500. For a basic outboard motor, new, not electric, you're looking for right around... $900. Maybe you might be able to find it a little bit cheaper. So this isn't priced too off of where it should be. One of the things that I'm concerned about is, let's say you're snorkeling or scuba diving. I would assume you could use this for scuba diving. I'm not sure the max depth that you can go. But here's my problem. And it's not a problem with the product, the Kaihei. It's a problem with me. So how I foresee myself using this, if I lived in an area that had actual water, and who knows if California might fall into the ocean someday, and I might, fingers crossed. But the thing that concerns me the most is that if, if I was to use this, I would have it attached to my boat or my kayak. I would use it to get to where I'm going, and then I would disconnect it, and I'd make it into my little sea scooter, and I would have a great time uh, cruising around the water because I love, I'm a scuba diver. I love being in the ocean. It's, I hate being on the beach, but I love being in the ocean, hanging out with all the sea life. It, it's, for me, it, it's, it's meditative, right? So I could foresee myself cruising around with this little, uh, scooter and not paying attention and using up most, if not all of the power. And then I would have to manually, like a caveman, manually paddle my butt back to shore. That doesn't, that's a problem. I need, I need a, uh, an indicator on the Kaihei that says, Hey, it took you this much power to get out here. It's probably going to take you this much plus a little buffer to get back you have X amount of time, uh, you know, to use this as your sea scooter. That's the only way it's going to work for me. Otherwise, um, I might be lost at sea. Next up, Allison is going to talk to the CEO and founder of iSpecs, a mobile charger. I'm here again on behalf of the Kilowatt Podcast as well as the No Silicast Podcast. We're, we are in the Aspects booth 
And we've got some really interesting large mobile chargers that are going to save us from maybe problems on the road and and, uh, getting to places that maybe don't have a built-out infrastructure. Is that correct? Exactly. And what's your name, sir? My name is Paul. I'm the founder and CEO of iSpecs. Okay, great. So tell us what we're standing in front of. We've got two giant units here that are almost as tall as you and I are. Yes. These are two different types of mobile chargers. This one is uh, 50 kilowatt hours. That one is uh, 184 kilowatt hours. So that's the capacity. Oh, both of these um, you know, can power a car in a DC fast charging. So it's not like uh, the home charger or AC charger. These are DC the faster charger. Okay, so what's the speed in kilowatts? Um, this one can charge a regular Tesla in like uh, 40, 50 minutes. That one is uh, like take uh, 30, 40 minutes. So hang yeah. on, it says, it says DC 20 kilowatts. So that yeah. would be about 70 mile range in an hour. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then the, the bigger one to the other side would be... That's, what's a, 50, that's a 50 kilowatt. 50 kilowatt. Yes. Okay. All right. So would, is the idea that maybe a AAA has one of these on their truck and they bring it to me? Or is it for a different environment than there that? There will be many, many different uh, applications. AAA, emergency. And also this can be also backup power besides the charging functions. So for all the convenience store, for all the hospitality buildings, uh, big, larger facilities... If they don't have the existing infrastructure, they can use this, move this to the destination to charge the cars over there. So you don't have to, uh, you know, start uh, any new infrastructure for the place that you want to charge your car. So I didn't even mention these things are on wheels, which is the mobile part of it, right? Exactly. So uh, are these out in the market today or have you got a predicted date when they're going to be coming out? Yeah, I think we're going to get this... um, certified in next few months so then we will start uh, putting this on the market this is the working prototype okay okay so we're looking and when you say that this year is that gonna be in the united states yes yes then you get a ul certified great great yeah that would be important we would like that ul certification yeah that's, yeah yeah that's a great idea anything else you want to tell us about uh, about aspects yeah i think aspects is a comp yeah is a company started from combining energy storage with charging functions. So we come from the energy storage business, and now we also have a very wide range of the um, charging products from AC charger to DC faster charger, and also to the large display for the commercials. So we have a very very large product lines. I see, and I noticed that these also have CCS chargers and uh, NACS chargers on them. Yes, both CCS and the NACS. Okay, very, very good. If people want to learn more about iSpecs, how, where would they go? Um, they can go to our website. That's the easiest way to find the person that get in touch. And also, we are setting up uh, um, distribution channels in the entire North America. All right, and uh, that's A-I-S-P-E-X dot com? Yes, okay. A-I-S-P-E-X dot com. Very good. Thank you, Paul, and good luck to you. I like this idea. Thank you. Thank you so much. I think this is a really interesting idea. Allison mentioned that the chargers themselves were almost as tall as her and the founder and CEO. I'm blanking on his name at the moment. And they are. They're tall. They're big. They're on casters. They're on wheels. So they can be moved around from place to place to place. But they're not small. They're, they're, they're pretty big. I really like that this is an option for a place that 
maybe they're at their limit for service and they don't want to or they can't afford to upgrade to something bigger because it does get quite a bit more expensive the the when you are operating at a commercial level it's not cheap at a residential level and it's significantly more expensive at a commercial level so i get why somebody would want to buy this my best guess is this would probably cost starting around twenty thousand dollars based on the size battery that he quoted i could be wrong on that it might be a little bit more might be a little bit less I would like to know what the price difference is if a, let's say a hotel was going to put in service for five level two chargers versus one of these things. Like, it, I guess what I'm trying to say here is it's, I, I think it solves a problem. I don't know how many people need this specific problem solved. I can see putting in a, you know, a tow truck and somebody is low on a charge and we're going to hear about Chris Ashley having this problem on Friday when he was doing when he was towing a trailer from North Carolina back to his home in Maryland. I could see that kind of thing being a benefit. I don't know. I I love this idea. I don't foresee it being for the vast majority of customers being, you know, commercial customers who want to have some type of charging uh, option at their location, whether that be a hotel, a convenience store, a mechanic shop. I mean, I don't know, pick it. I, I just don't see that being a huge need outside of a handful of situations. Now, I might be wrong here, and this is where I'm going to ask you to email me, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. And let me know if you have, um, if you live in a place where you're like, no, this would be great for this situation. Or if you just have an idea that w where I'm wrong, what am I missing? Send me an email. I would really appreciate it. Other than don't send me an email saying, well, it costs a lot of money, a lot of money to upgrade the electrical panel. I get that. We're, we could be talking in the hundreds of thousands, if not the high tens of thousands of dollars for that. I totally get that part of it. Uh, it seems to me like you're going to be able to charge one car off of this and then you're going to need to take it back somewhere and and recharge it like I, I like how many of these things do you actually need and where are you going to store them while one or two of them are charging and then you're charging somebody's car like if you don't have the electrical capacity to chart to dc fast charge your charger how in the world are you going to uh keep up with demand I have no idea. I'm trying to wrap my my mind around it. I love that they're doing it. Don't get me wrong. I would not invest in this company, but I love that this is something that they're doing. I think it's fantastic. I think it's fantastic that you could use it to power your home or your business. Also awesome. Okay, that's enough of that. Let's go ahead and move into our final clip, which is VinFast. Many of you know, I love VinFast. They're a Vietnamese company. I think they're doing really cool things with their vehicles. I think they're overpriced for the features that you get. But in general, I love that a, a company from Vietnam came to the United States and like, we're going to try and break into this market. And, um, you know, they're not, they're not knocking it out of the park right now, but they're, they're making, Inroads. It's a slow process. So I, I'm hoping VinFast ends up being like a Honda from, you know, back in the 70s and early 80s or a, 
a Kia and a, or a Hyundai. I, I'm hoping they're able to break into the market. So let's hear what VinFast is up to. I'm in the VinFast booth, which is a Vietnamese company, and I'm representing the Kilowatt podcast, but I also do the No Silicast podcast over at podfeed.com. This is the VF8, which is a full-size SUV. It's a five-seater, and it's got a range of 250 to, to 280 miles. It's available in the U.S. today. came out in March of 2023. This this comes in two trims. It comes in the Eco and the Plus. The, Eco, uh, the Plus is the fully loaded version. And it's got, um, starts at a price point of $46,000 on the Eco, and the Plus is $51,800. So this is a vehicle that you might want to take a look at that's available today, all electric, so it's our kind of car. Now, if you'd like a bigger SUV, this is the seven-seater VF9. This is going to be coming to the United States in the first quarter of 2024, so just around the corner. This also comes in an Eco and a, and a Plus version, and the Eco starts at 79800 is approximately. That's when they're looking for, and the uh, Plus comes in at 85000 the range is uh, above 300 miles, which, so that's a good, healthy range. Again, it's a seven-seater, full-size SUV coming to the United States first quarter of 2024 from VinFast. I'm sitting inside the VF9 right now, but the display and the controls that you see here will be the same, are the same in the VF8 as well. It has lane assist and speed control, as you can see on this uh, display right here. And uh, you get to it with this little button I'm pointing at uh, right there. But I can also go into drive mode and show you that it's got eco driving styles of eco, normal, and sport mode. It's got that awful creep mode that I don't know why anybody wants to turn on, but if you're used to a gas vehicle, maybe you'd like it. And we also have an option of lower, high regenerative braking. Like I said, this uh, is available on both of the models that we've looked at today, and this is a giant, beautiful screen. I'm really, really happy with how this looks. So if you're looking for full self-driving, it's not here yet. This does work uh, the uh, driving modes. Lane assist works on the freeway only. It won't change lanes for you and it won't navigate, but it will keep you safely in the lane and keep you from hitting the car in front of you. In theory, we all hope that works. Thank you very much for the rest of the VF9. All right, now if we want to look to the future for VinFast, we have the VF3 behind me, and this is a very small, compact a four-seater vehicle that's targeted for 2025. They're looking to bring this in at around $20,000 U.S. If they can hit that price point, that is an incredible price. And it's going to be a, just a small commuter car. So it's 125 miles that you could go on, uh, for, like I said, for just the commuter vehicle. Again, we're looking at 2025 for the VF3. Now, it wouldn't be CES if it wasn't a chance to look at a, a purely concept car. This is the VinFast WILD, the Wild, which is a big truck with uh, its four-seater, and I've got displays all over the place. Got a beautiful display in front for me, but there's displays in the back seats, and we've got a full glass roof kind of going up over here. And this is, uh, like I said, it's a concept car. Maybe we're looking at 2025 to see the, v the VinFast Wild come to fruition. I am really fascinated with the VinFast Wild pickup truck. From what I understand, it's about the size of a Toyota Tacoma. And there are so many people, I work with a lot of them, who love their Toyota Tacomas. I won't say anything negative about Toyota right here. Because again, I don't hate the brand. i just not fond of the people who own Toyotas. Based on my experience, I feel like I'm throwing a lot of shade on this episode. Um... But anyway, the Tacoma is fine. The Tundra is also great. 
I, I, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to get myself in a situation where I have to defend myself against Toyota owners. Anyway, moving on. Uh, I, I do think that the wild is an interesting product. I've never been to Vietnam, but I have been to Thailand several times in, in my adult life. And I don't know that a pickup truck the size of a Toyota Tacoma would do great in Vietnam. So it leads me to believe that maybe this is more geared toward the U.S. market. I could be wrong, again, because I've never been to Vietnam. But I'm going to guess that the cities in Vietnam are set up in this similar way that the cities in Thailand are. In that you could definitely have a pickup truck. Having something bigger than a certain size is probably impractical. Most of the pickup trucks that I saw when I was in Thailand were much smaller. Like the cars are a little bit smaller just in general, because if you're trying to get through Bangkok and I don't know how many people have actually, you know, been a passenger. I've never driven in Bangkok, but I've been a passenger plenty of times and it can be terrifying. There's lots of stuff going on and everybody else seems to know what they're doing. I wouldn't. Um, I could imagine doing this in a truck. Um, I know that the police, they had uh, police officers. Some of the police officers had very small pickup trucks that they used. The fire trucks were like a third of the size of the truck that I drive around. Just based on all that, it, it leads me to believe that this is for the North American market. The other thing that I was really interested in is the VF3, which is a small SUV electric vehicle from VinFast. Doesn't have much range. I think it was about 120 miles Allison mentioned it was more for commuters, but I think this is a really interesting car and it will come in around $20,000. And I should mention that it's coming to the U.S. So I wouldn't be surprised if there were folks out there who just need a, a, a vehicle for commuting and it's going to be under the 125 miles that they have for range and they buy this vehicle because it's, it's going to be a good vehicle for $20,000. Is it going to be a stellar vehicle for $20,000? Absolutely not. But I really believe it's going to be a good vehicle for $20,000. One of the things that I thought was really funny when Allison and Steve were in the VinFast booth is that nobody wanted to talk to them on camera. Nobody wanted to be interviewed. But they were very happy to feed them information about, you know, the the cars. And then uh, while Allison was recording her segment... This is so funny, and I, I can't even imagine why somebody would do this. But while Allison was recording her segment, when she would get done, one of the VinFast rec representatives, she was like, oh, no, that was bad. You you made too many mistakes. Do it again. And Allison, being very polite and professional, and she said, you know, there was some mistakes. She did do it again. But then the representative said again, nope, do it again. And and Allison said, and I love this. I love this so much. Allison said, sweetie, I don't, I don't work for you and I'm not in marketing. I'm not going to do it again. And the lady just left her alone after that. But what, what makes you think you can give somebody demands on the content that they're creating, granted for me and for Allison's show, but they're not making content for you. They don't work for you. Uh, Anyway, I found the, the VinFast people when I was there last year to be super delightful. And I'm sure this person that Allison was uh, talking to was also delightful. Uh, I have nothing bad to say about the people working in the booth when I met them. And I don't think Allison does based on the conversations that I've had with her. Uh, but it was just really funny. But I will say that when I was interviewing, interviewing the VinFast representative last year... This guy was so awesome. Like he had, 
he was so much fun to talk to just off mic. But when he was talking to me, he said, oh, I should not have told you that. Can you please delete that out? Like he told me before VinFast had announced that they weren't going to do a battery subscription model anymore because they were having some problems getting that up and running here in the United States. And also they didn't think the U.S. market would go for the, the battery subscriptions. He told me that before VinFast had announced it. And that was one of the things that I cut out because I'm trying to be respectful and I don't want this person to lose their job. But I wonder if the people at VinFast, based on some of the other interviews, not mine, my podcast is not big enough to move a needle, but based on some of the other, other interviews that got out last year, they're like, nah, we got to stay more on message with this. I will leave you with a couple bits of VinFast news. VinFast is going to start opening dealerships. They have one in North Carolina that's already opened. And then there's going to be one in New York. There's two planned for Texas, Fort Worth and Grapevine, and one for Wichita, Kansas. And then, of course, they have their factory that they're building in North Carolina. So VinFast is definitely making inroads are, are making moves to be a player here in the United States. It's, it, it's remains to be seen if they will actually be able to, uh, crack the market, but I love that they're trying. All right, everybody, that is it for me this week. I want to say thank you to Steve and Allison for letting this be a 33 to 34 minute podcast rather than a six minute podcast. So thank you to Steve and Allison for creating that content. Again, go to podfeed.com. Everything good begins with podfeed.com. Read Allison's articles, watch the YouTube videos, and then subscribe to NoSilicast. You're going to love it. We do have some more content coming from Allison. Like I said, they got 34 interviews. And as they're going through and they are editing this stuff, they're like, hey, do you want this? Do you want this? Which is so nice. And I'm taking all of it. I'm like, yes, I'll take everything you got. So uh, we should be hearing some more from Allison and Steve in maybe not next episode, but maybe the, in the next couple of weeks. I don't want to rush anybody because I do know that it takes a lot of work to edit and and get that stuff out. And I'm not doing any of it. So I will I will sit and, and politely fold my hands and wait patiently. All right, everybody. That is it for me this week. If you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. And you can find me on X at 918digital. I hope you all had a wonderful weekend. If you were here in the United States, I hope your three-day weekend was super relaxing before you went into a busy week. And um, again, thank you to Allison and Steve and Chris Ashley. Here's what I was able to do this week or what I am able to get done this week that I may not have been able to get done if I had not been generously gifted with this content. I have gotten done some editing for my other podcast. I was able to like just kind of like hang out with my kids a little bit. Yes, last night before bed, I was in class on Sunday and Monday, uh, which was very long and very draining. But I was able, I was like, I don't have to worry about creating content for the next day. So I can actually just hang out with my kids when I was done with class. I should have been studying. I don't know if I passed my tests or not. We'll find out in the coming weeks. But uh, I do appreciate that uh, I was able to have this extra time to catch up. So thank you, thank you, thank you again. 
Remember, everything good begins with podfeed.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.